Hello, kiddies. It's me, John Cusier, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to We Got the Geek. <laughs> Four years ago, I was basically unemployed. A wanderer with no home. But now, I'm a husband and a father. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, yeah. I finally got a job. I'm the king of Atlantis. Half a billion people from every known species in the sea call this place home. But that doesn't mean they all like me. All right, everybody. Uh, time to catch a touchdown. Uh, it's Jay Stu, and I'm here with uh, the lovely Sarah Jane. Hi. And uh, we haven't recorded in a while because of day jobs and life getting in the way. But yeah, uh, we're stupid life. So this is actually our first recording of 2024. Very to, good, honey. Had to think about it for a second. I, right. And uh, we're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. Woo! Go sports. Go ball. So. I'm not much of a sports fan. We know. Other than the Huey Lewis album. But you are, and you even have a team you root for. I do have a team I root for. They did not make it to the Super Bowl this year, but they played really hard and really well up until that AFC Championship game where they choked. They didn't choke. It was just... And the refs sometimes made really stupid calls. Dummies. Um... Stupid dummies. Yeah, but my team's the Baltimore Ravens. They came Freaking close. love them. So, what teams are actually in the the Super Bowl this year? The Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. and San Francisco 49ers. And to just show you how much I don't know about sports, <laughs> here's what I know about each team. Okay. So, the San Francisco 49ers, I know because... Joe Montana used to be on the team in the 80s, and uh, a bunch of team members sang on two Huey Lewis songs in 1986. Do you remember the song, Hip to be Square? I certainly remember it. So at the end of the song, and my singing's not the greatest, but at the end of the song, or they're here, there, and everywhere, that's the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it's nice that they had a career to fall back on if football didn't work out. And Joe Montana hosted Saturday Night Live. I remember that. <laughs> Here's what I remember about the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Taylor Swift is dating one of their players. Yep. Uh, but what's his name? Travis Kelsey? Yes. He also hosted Saturday Night Live about maybe a year ago. And if I remember, it was one of the funniest episodes. Did I watch that one with you? Possibly. I may have. I Like you said, you said it first. And I agree that when sports figures, like from the NFL and that, go on Saturday Night Live, they're some of the funniest people. Yeah, it's always... Like, they're hilarious. It's always the shows you don't expect to be funny. Like, the ones where the music, the musicians host the shows, too. Yeah. Like, like it's pretty damn good. Yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't, because there was a bunch you didn't watch with me last year, I'll go back, because it was actually very funny. Like, no joke. I mean, the show had jokes, but no joke that it wasn't funny. (laughs) No Uh, joke. There were no jokes? What? I'm going to throw you on the spot now. Ah, crap. 
Because I was trying to, I was trying to think about stuff too. Oh, jeez. Um, it's a sporting event, obviously. Of course. Um, do you have any favorite or memorable uh, movies based on sports or TV shows based on sports that you remember liking? Because I can think of a couple. Uh, movies based on sports. Like any sport. Um, remember the Titans? Never seen it. Oh, it's so damn good. That was almost a Jack Nicholson impression. I know, right? That was pretty good, actually. Denzel? Denzel Washington? Yes. Yes. And they, oh my God, it was absolutely the a beautiful movie. Loved it. Um, Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. Way back. Yeah, she and was she a coach. coached a football team, and they were like, women can't coach yeah, football, yeah. so she proved them. I think it was a high school football team. I, see, I'm getting it. I was, for a second, getting confused. Kurt wasn't in that, but he was in another sports movie with uh, Robin Williams, which I can't remember the name of it, but it was from I'll around the same time. Wildcats, I remember. I saw Wildcats. Loved it. I love Goldie Hawn anyway. Yeah, so, she's nice. Um, it's like I'm gonna look up sports movies. Did you ever uh, see a movie that Scott Bakula did called Necessary Roughness? I think so. Basically, the plot of it was he was in his 30s, and when he was in in college, he uh, had a promising career, but he quit college to go help his dad on a farm because his dad was real sick. Okay. So now he's like 37, 38 years old, and he has like a year left of eligibility. Right. So the recruiters come and grab him. Uh-huh. And I think Jason Bateman was in it, too. It was one of his first movies. Um, there's... Best of Times? Was it the Best of Times? I don't know. I'm still looking. But there was Replacements with Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman. Never saw it. Never saw it either. Dodgeball. That was yeah. funny. I saw that one. Yeah, if you can, uh, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Right. I never saw Whip It. Never saw that either. It's about roller derby, which looked good. Though I don't want to watch Gran Turismo. That's not even a sports movie, is it? That's racing. Oh, I'm thinking of Gran Torino. <laughs> the Blind Side, which I have watched, with. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. And it's about a young man she takes into her home, and he becomes a player for the Baltimore Ravens. Slapshot. That was a good one. Uh, I don't... Oh! Oh, my God! I forgot. How did I forget Rudy? Never said that, either. Oh, wow! Sean Astin was so good in this movie. I love this movie. It was so amazing. He oh. just wanted to play football. Okay, I found it real quick, actually, by doing a search on Kurt Russell. Okay. So it was a movie called The Best of Times. Okay. And Robin Williams was in it, too. Okay. And here's the plot. Oh, geez. A small-town loser determines to have one more shot at the big time by winning a football game. Who are you voting for in the Super Bowl today? I don't know. I mean, my team's not in it, so, I mean... If you had to pick a team. I I don't know. I can't pick one. Because I don't... I'm just like, meh. I mean, whoever wins, they win. Well, I'm... And I'm I'll cheer. I'll, I'll be happy that they won, but I'm not going to sit there and go, Go, this team! Here's what I'm cheering for today. Out. I'm cheering for possibly a Deadpool 3 trailer. Ah, ha, ha. 
So yeah, I yeah. So I've seen quite a few sports movies. Go sports. Go sports. <laughs> yeah, I'm. We're gonna watch the game. I'm not gonna lie. I'm there for the commercials in the trailers. Oh, I know you. I'm are. not there for Usher. Right. Although if your if your mom leaves it on, I will be like live Facebooking of of his performance. <laughs> Anyhow, got a couple things we can talk about just to get our feet back in the water of podcasting. Oh, we're gonna splash around a bit, are we? Yes, like we're in that friends fountain. <laughs> um, Carl Weathers passed away. Yes, sadly, and uh, I didn't realize he was in so much shit I've seen in my life. Yeah. Obviously known for the Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. And Predator. Yeah. And most recently, The Mandalorian. Now, he did he die in, in Predator? Probably wasn't Schwarzenegger the only guy that survived? Yes. So I'm assuming... Yes, he did, because there's a funny meme uh, from The Mandalorian where he's hiring The Mandalorian to catch all these people. Yeah. <laughs> One of the pictures is The Predator. Another picture is the, the stupid alligator that killed him in Happy Gilmore. And the other one is uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren, who killed him in Rocky IV. <laughs> so he's hiring the Mandalorian to go after these three things. Oh, my God, that's funny. Uh, yeah, he was just on the most recent season of The Mandalorian, too. Yes, he was. He played, um, hey. I can't remember his name. Um, I feel bad about that. He played not The Mandalorian. No, he did not. And he wasn't, was... well, he wasn't Baby Yoda. And, and speaking of football, he was a football player before he started acting. Yeah, and I didn't know that until you told me, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Oh, his name in The Mandalorian was Grief Karga. That's it. He was on it for nine episodes. Also, he was Combat Carl's in Toy Story 4. Oh, my God. Did you see Toy Story 4, or was that all me? Um, Which one was that again? Uh, the one that came out a couple of years ago where the kid replaced Woody with a fucking fork. Right. Yeah, I did see that one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was pretty sad. And, uh, I the, liked him. The thing Sylvester Stallone recorded about him, man. Like, he's like, without him, there's no Rocky. And Aw. See, just, that's... You know, you know... You know, um, Sylvester Stallone not only liked him as a, as a person and as a friend, but admired him and respected mm-hmm. him immensely because, like, that's just, you know. Well, yeah, definitely. You don't say that about somebody you don't like. Definitely. So look, I can pay attention. So looking through his filmography, I think there's one I need to revisit because I haven't seen it in a million years. Uh, uh, Action Jackson. I remember seeing that. Oh, I watched it with my friend Colin, and uh, I'm looking through the cast, and it's him, and the bad guy is Craig T. Nelson. Oh, my God. Um, the the female is Vanity from, you know, Prince. Uh-huh. Uh, a young Sharon Stone. Oh, my God. And a young Tom Wilson, Biff from Back to the Future. Oh, my God. So I might have to rewatch that. But, yeah, our, our thoughts and prayers going out to uh, Carl Weathers' family. And, and we're not saying that because we didn't like him. We're saying that genuinely. Yes. All right. Something else I wanted to bring up to you. Okay. Um, they've started filming uh, Daredevil Born Again. 
Oh. That's the show. That's the new uh, Daredevil series. The first Daredevil series since, well, it's been six years since it ended, if you can believe that. Remember it had three seasons on Netflix? Yeah. I don't know if you went back and watched season three. I mean, for some reason it took me an extra year or two to watch that one, but it turned out liking it was the season with Bullseye. Right. I, I've mentioned this before. That first season of Daredevil on Netflix, mm-hmm. maybe one of the best first seasons of any TV show I've ever watched. Oh, wow. And I'm a fan of the comic, and I've, also, I've always told you this, like all the casting in that show is spot on. Like, from Foggy to Karen to the Kingpin, obviously, mm-hmm. to Charlie Cox's Daredevil, obviously. Charlie Cox's Daredevil is just, I think he's my favorite. And I say this knowing that yesterday I decided to watch the Ben Affleck Daredevil for the first time in years. <laughs> and you kept getting sucked into it. I don't know if you... And I don't know. <laughs> I used to tell people that I liked it. And, and it was you a watched good movie. And you were like, mm. yeah, there's stuff in that movie that's right from the well, from the Kevin Smith Joe Casada series. Mm-hmm. Like the very first shot of the the movie is him all injured up on top of a church with his arm around the the cross of the church. That's an actual cover from that that run of comics. Oh wow! And rewatching it, it's like first of all, holy, it's bad. Like, all the casting is bad as far as I'm concerned. Karen has. Like, two scenes, just as their secretary. Yeah. Uh, And it was... Did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? No, I never did. Well, the actress, I never realized it at the time, was Ellen Pompeo, who's a major actress on Grey's Anatomy. Okay. And uh, uh, Michael Clark Duncan was the kingpin. You know what? I loved Michael Clark Duncan. Great actor? Not in this. Um, no. I yeah. What a creative decision to have the kingpin like scream like a bitch every time Daredevil connected <laughs> a punch with him. Like, seriously. Oh! Yeah. You didn't see um, Vincent D'Onofrio do that at all. Can, okay, and I'm going to be just adding this. He is my favorite kingpin. Yeah, of, of the whole two actors that have played the Kingpin. Because they've never had. No, there's three. And I keep forgetting that the first actor to play the Kingpin, mm-hmm. even more shittily than uh, <laughs> than uh, Michael Clark Duncan, uh-huh. John Reese Davies in The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Oh my. Which also had the worse than Ben Affleck daredevil, Rex Smith. Wow. I forgot about that. Like they didn't like they didn't even give him a bald cap or anything. John Reese Davies had his hair oh slicked back and he wore sunglasses. You've seen John Reese Davies, great actor. Yeah. They he's not in any of the fights. He's not muscled up. He's just like head of the crime and uh Oh my god. Yeah, it's terrible. They they, they were doing these Hulk reunion movies where they were trying to get uh different Marvel superheroes on there, but doing a really yeah. shitty version. Like, Oh, Lord. They did one with Thor as well. Yeah. Where the the one actor would summon Thor by yelling out the word, Odin! And then Thor would show up. <laughs> Thor had like a Barney Rubble type costume. It wasn't even like Thor oh f- from the Marvel comics. Uh, but yeah, the Daredevil. So, sorry, Michael Clark Duncan. John Rhys-Davies was a shittier kingpin than you. 
but Vincent D'Onofrio, number one. Oh, dude. Absolutely. From the look and, and the scary. way he acts like the king. And we watched Deco yeah. recently, and you were getting upset about the killing. I'm like, yeah, that's straight up Kingpin from I the know. comics. And it just, it bothered me so much because it was just, you could see that underlying seething with Fisk mm-hmm. because of how he was raised and what he had done. It, you could just, it was very, it was... Jaina didn't like like no. uh, like the violence either. It was barely controlled anger. Yeah, like and that's straight out from the comics. He had to fight himself mm-hmm. to not go overboard, and yet he still somehow went overboard. And it was like it, it's the most brilliant casting I have ever mm-hmm. witnessed in my life. And he is a fantastic um, Fisk. Mm-hmm. And if he ever hears this podcast, we should tag him in it, please. I want him to know how much I love him. Oh, fantastic. Fisk. Yeah. Like, dear God, amazing. Well done, sir. And I mean, I love him as an actor anyway. Yeah. But holy crap. Like, he's just gone through. He, he ramped that sucker all the way up to 11 with Fisk. And yeah. it's, it's it's just a thing of beauty. Yeah. He didn't need, like, going back to the, uh, Daredevil, uh, like, screaming like a bitch when he got hit in the movie. He did not even scream like a bitch when he got shot in the face in Hawkeye. No! <laughs> no, he just, he freaking just took it. Like, he didn't yell or nothing. And, yeah. there, and that's that underlying seething. Yeah, people talk about how much they love Loki in these movies. I think he is maybe the best uh, villain in the Marvel MCU because yeah. they've recently come out now and said the Netflix shows are like part of the MCU. They're connecting everything now. Yeah. So they've started filming Daredevil: Born Again. So there's been all kinds of set photos, and I posted one on on the group. Uh, someone caught a photo of uh, uh, Deborah Ann Wall with Charlie Cox and. Uh, no. Eldon Henson as Foggy on the set. Yeah. Because originally, uh, Foggy and Karen weren't going to be on this. Yeah. So they they scrapped the original they scrapped the original scripts that they had for this series. It was originally going to be an eighteen episode TV series, which is a lot. Yeah. Like even more than the the Netflix series. Yeah. I think they're cutting it back to thirteen now, like the old oh, Netflix series. Yeah, yeah. But they're back. Foggy and Karen are back. Nice. And there's a real, yeah, if, if you look on our page, there's a real nice photo of them with Charlie Cox walking oh, down the street. Yeah. Uh, they've also posted photos of the Daredevil costume. And it's it's similar to the season two uh, familiar red costume with the horns and everything. Because in season three that you didn't watch, he went back to, like, the black ninja-looking suit. Yeah. And if you saw him on She-Hulk, he was in the yellow suit. They haven't confirmed this yet. Oh, okay. But as a f- you saw most of the Netflix series. I think the only things you missed out on were uh, the second season of Iron Fist. I never watched that either. Uh, no, I watched the second season of Iron Fist. We started Fist. to. Or did you finish it on your own? Um, I think I did. We, we started to watch it, and then we just I just trailed off. We never watched it. I'm, I'm going to go I can't remember now. I'm going to go back and watch it. And there's a rumor... Slightly off topic that they're bringing Iron Fist back, but with a different actor. It would be a lady playing 
Oh my god. Iron Fist. Wow. So that's weird. They should at least have a scene where they hand it off from the other guy, Finn Jones, if they're connecting everything to the Netflix series. Right. Uh, okay, here's my question. Because I guess the big Easter egg in all of those series yeah. was Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Do you think she should come back? Yes. That would be fantastic. You know what? I loved her as her character in that. Like mm-hmm. It was so well done. You know? Yeah, and it was just a fun bit of continuity, too, that she showed up on all the different series. Yeah. So this series is coming out next year in 2025. Super excited. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I've been a fan of that comic since the 90s. So to see all that stuff come alive. And if it's anything like the Born Again comic it's based on, yep. in the comic, the Kingpin finds out, spoilers, from 1986, Yeah. Kingpin finds out Matt Murdock's Daredevil ruins his life. That's the whole plot of the series. Blows up his place of employment. Uh, it's a great story by Frank Miller. So Okay. That looks phenomenal. Yeah. Here's the other story I have for us. And it's kind of funny, but kind of cool in a way. <laughs> and I started talking to you about this yesterday a little bit before yep. you hit me with a bottle. <laughs> it uh, was empty, okay? So, really? Yeah, it was empty. Exactly. And I'm sir. winking, but you can't see that. So, are you ready for this? Uh, oh, people, me, people from our generation that want to feel old. I've- um. Star Wars The Phantom Menace is returning to cinemas for its 25th anniversary. And that's why I hit you. Um, First of all, before we talk about that movie, um, does it seem like 25 years ago? Do you remember when that movie was coming out? Were you excited when you heard about it? I was very excited when I first heard it was coming out. I even went and skipped a day of college classes to wait in line to buy tickets before it was released. Do you remember, um, this was in the very early days of the internet, um, when the trailers came out for it? Yeah. Um, And it was like with that real slow internet that you had to wait for it to load up and people were just, it was, it took all day to load the trailer and all that. (laughs) Um, Those trailers made it look like it was going to be a lot more awesome than what we got. Because who cares about a trade war, right? Yeah. Chancellor of a lot of them. That being said, it's not my least, I've seen that movie tons of times and it's not... This is going to uh, make a lot of people question my judgment. I could probably sit here today and watch that movie over Rogue One. Yes, same. Oh, like, my God, People same. love Rogue One. Yeah. But, first of all, it put me to sleep, literally. You were there the night it did that. Uh-huh. Um, it has that awesome Darth Vader scene at the end. Yes. The end. People love that movie. I know, and I was like, okay, I get that... The team who brought the specs of the Death Star to the Rebel Alliance, mm-hmm. their stories were important. Yes. I don't think that so important that they have to do a movie. Where everyone dies. <laughs> yeah. Like, we all know they died. Yeah. Because we were told in A New Hope. But I just remember being in the theater with you, and I woke up at one point and went, holy shit, I fell asleep? 
I mean, never happens to me during movies. Like, shit, I still remember the line. Many Bothans lost their lives getting us this information. I think that was the second Death Star, though, from Return of the Jedi, yeah. Oh, shit. God damn it, sir. I'm sorry. I will turn in my Star Wars fan club for you. But, yeah, you got to remember, back in 1999, we hadn't had anything Star Wars since 1983. And as far as we knew, he wasn't going to go back and do them. Even though, remember originally he said he was going to do nine movies. Yeah. But after 1983, he just stopped. Oh, I know. It's like, um, what now? And then we got those re-releases in the 90s of the original trilogy, which I went and saw. So did I. And I liked them. And then because they did so well, he was like, you know what? We'll just do this. Yeah, let's do the the prequels. Yeah. I don't know if we needed to see Darth Vader as a little kid. I mean, he was cute. They had there was some good stuff in that movie though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like the fact that they they really marketed Darth Maul as this giant badass, and it looked like and he was then one he of the got killed like a bitch. Yeah, and maybe he was in the movie for five minutes. Yeah, and I mean, he was amazing. Yep. I mean, I'm happy that Obi-Wan Kenobi is just like, oh, hell no, and but other yeah. than that, it was like, well, that was, that was, he was in this, he was in the movie for like maybe a total, total 30 minutes. Yeah. If that. And they dubbed his voice in the trailer, which I didn't know till years later. Yeah. And I'm like, and you killed him like that. Yeah. And that was a great fight scene. That that battle was just that is, fantastic. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and like maybe offend some people. That's my favorite lightsaber fight of the whole series. Yeah. Um, just I can hear Duel of the Fates in my head all the right? time when I think about that. It was so good. It was so oh well God, done. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> way off topic there. Oh, so off topic. It's coming back to theaters because it's 25 years old. If okay, you can believe it. Okay, that's why we got off topic because you need to stop talking about that and how long it's been. Okay, sir. Yeah. You just you need to stop that shit. So here's the details we have so far. And by the way, it made a billion dollars. Yeah, it had a budget of $115 million and earned over a billion. Wow. Um, So it coincides with the 25th anniversary of the film's original release and will be timed with the popular May 4th... uh, Oh, May the 4th? Yep. Yep. Popular May the 4th weekend. (laughs) Yeah, be appearing in in theaters Friday, May the 4th. If you go to our page and, like, everywhere on the Internet, they re- even released a new poster uh, with every major character under the watchful eyes of Darth Maul. Mm. So before we go, yeah, let's talk about a little bit about a movie we watched a couple weeks ago, and I'm hoping I remember stuff. Oh. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Yep. Which uh, I was never going to watch. <laughs> I know because you kept saying it. But then we went. But it. then we went to the movies and saw the trailer, and we both looked at each other and were like, "Ah, oh, shit! This right. kind of looks it, it good. It's pretty good. Damn it!" <laughs> uh, and this is coming. I, I think I can speak for you on this one too. We both liked the first one. Yeah, he was a good Aquaman, Jason Momoa, and the great Black Aquaman. Manta was great. The plot was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think I ever like. I don't know. I had no desire to see the second one. Right. And there were four DC movies out last year. Uh, two of them I felt were shitty. You kind of sort of like Shazam too, I guess. Yeah. 
we won't talk about the Flash because that was a shithole. Uh, that was a piece yes. of shit. Um, we both love Blue Beetle, though. Yep. So Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Uh, it's five years later. Yeah. He's got a family. Yes. Spoiler alert: the baby doesn't die. Which I'm very happy. They showed about. the baby being threatened in the trailer, and I was like, like, no. like, oh shit, that's a very famous Aquaman story where his kid dies. Yeah. They don't have the balls to do that, right? And then when we were watching the movie, I like kind of looked ahead, and just because I knew you were going to be upset if they did, like, don't worry, Sarah, the baby lives. Yeah. Uh, but it's five years later, um, and Black Manta's back, and yep. he discovers this. Staff. It's a trident. It's a trident. Basically, a trident that yes. was used and um, basically owned by um, an old king. Yeah. From I don't know if it was Atlantis exactly, but he was he was not nice. No, and he still wants revenge on Aquaman for letting his dad, his dad die. die. Yeah. And it's like, I, I mean, knowing me, if I had been Aquaman, Aquaman, whatever, I don't know if I would um, let his dad die. Even though his dad's a bad guy, I would let, you know, justice kind of... Yeah, true, thing. true. But, of course, I'm not... Aquaman, so I mean that was his decision. True. I wouldn't have made that decision, but again, I'm not a super. And he's supposed to be a superhero. You know? Yeah. So, like, Superman and Batman never killed people until these movies. Until these movies. These DC EU movies, which I'm gonna say right now, I'm glad they're ending. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited that James Gunn is coming in, and we're getting the I, new DC universe. I can't wait to see what he does with everything. I really can't. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it, to seeing what he does with everything. Yeah. So this is the actual final installment in that universe that began in 2013 with Man of Steel. Yeah. Um. So, it's a few years. After the events of the first movie, Aquaman's married. They have a kid. A little baby boy. He splits his time with raising the kid with his dad in the lighthouse and being the king of Atlantis, which is a job he really frickin' hates. Yep, because it's boring. It's he didn't boring. didn't know it was going to be so damn boring, but yeah. it was. And it's funny because... And his dad's the man, uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. Which freaking I love that he came back to play Aquaman's dad. Yeah. That was awesome. I'm like, it's Boba Fett. So, the thing I, I enjoyed about this movie, which was pretty good, actually, and I I did not care for his brother in the first movie. Yeah. Patrick Wilson, he played uh, Orm. He played him really well. Yes, he has to break him out of prison in this one to help yeah. him locate Black Manta. Like, and that was the mm, best part of the movie, like the way oh, they acted with each other. so funny. It was so well done and so good. It was just like... <laughs> so, yeah, most of my enjoyment, I think, came from that dynamic in this movie. The two of the them. brothers not like each other but have to work together Yeah, was such a great like, arc. And, like, he, he, Aquaman really wanted him to like him, too. He was like, hey, bro, don't call me brother. 
That was more good. Um, and then there's some things with the comics that they introduced, the, the seahorse that he wrote, um, and Topo, the octopus, oh which God. was great, too. Was he half robot? I think so. Because he could survive in the I, desert, right? I think that's what um, Aquaman's mother had said. Yeah. Yeah. It, also, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman came back. This is the first time she's come back for a sequel, I guess. I love her. I freaking love her. She's fantastic. Do, like, you, do you like that they conveniently put Mira in a coma? Yeah. So that she was only in it a little bit of the movie? It's like, yay! I mean, it would have been even better to kill Mira, but... I get that... I'll, the, take, what they, I'll take what I can get. I point. get that they wanted continuity with the I, other movie. I know. That being said, maybe it would have been a little done a little bit better at the box office. Although, you know what? Although it didn't make a billion bucks like the first movie, it's actually not doing bad. It's still in theaters and yeah. it's it's made its budget back. Yeah. And it was it's it's the most successful DC movie since the first Aquaman. Like that's pretty damn good. Not yeah. Lie, so here's the thing I wanted to ask you. It's already noted that James Gunn is uh, recasting a lot of these characters for his universe. There's a, a few holdovers, like the kid that played Blue Beetle is coming back for the new movies and yep. Some of the Suicide Squad guys are coming back. Um, would you want Jason Momoa to come back as Aquaman? Yeah. I think he played Aquaman very well. I think he made a great Aquaman. Yeah, there's rumors coming out that if he doesn't come back as Aquaman, they like Momoa so much over there that they want to recast him as something else, possibly Lobo. I could see him as Lobo, too. Yeah. I like for Aquaman... Now, see... It's funny, because Patrick Wilson, who played his brother Orm, looks like... Like comic book Super Friends Aquaman. Yeah! Yeah. Which I found very... I'm like, nah, that was... Uh, he's Aquaman, but not Aquaman. We get it. Yeah, I mean, they, they announced the first ten projects in this new DCU, and there's been no mention of a new Aquaman yet. Yeah. Like, the first project is the Superman movie next year. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I, after seeing this movie especially, I'd love it if he came back as Aquaman. Yeah. He's great in it. Yeah, I like how he brought a certain edge to the character. Yeah. You know, yeah, he talks to fish, and yeah, you know, woo, talk to fish, but he made it cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even him riding the stupid giant seahorse look kind of cool. Oh, my, because they made the seahorse look badass. Yeah. And, I mean, that was awesome. I would have enjoyed seeing Tusky from the old cartoon show up, the walrus pal of theirs. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Swear to God, they had a, uh, him and Aqualad. Had, uh, <laughs> had, they rode on seahorses and had a, tusk, a walrus named Tusky in the uh, 1960s cartoons. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Oh, Tusky. That was his name. Oh, Tusky, you scamp, you. But um, if I was if I was going to do the advertising for this movie, mm-hmm. um, my my review on the poster would have been better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Not as bad as I thought. Yeah. And what what do you, so you liked it too then? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I recommend Aquaman and the uh, what's it called again? <laughs> Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, I do recommend. <laughs> um, if I had to rate it yep. on our official rating system, yes. I think I would give it... Jana would give it one bark. 
Uh, I would give it four and a half robot octopuses out of five. I'm going to take a half point off for Amber Heard. Because the special effects were great, the story was great. Yeah. The acting was great. Oh God, yeah. Like and uh, oh, Jaina keeps barking. Does that mean you gave Aquaman three barks, Jaina? <laughs> How about yourself? I will give it four and a half evil tridents out of five. Actually, like even the evil trident special effects were fantastic. That was so cool how it, it seemed to possess the person who put it together. Yeah, so, and gave them glimpses of what they could have if... Uh, if and, the, and, you know, like, people that you were close to were threats to your yeah. ability to gain power and and notoriety. and Yeah. So it was like, I'll kill you. And then they take the tried in a way it's like wait no you're good <laughs> yeah if uh if they do have like a, a, a dvd with deleted scenes on it yeah what i would like to see they shot two separate deleted end credit scenes oh wow um the first one they shot because yep. if you recall with the flash they brought michael keaton well they were going to bring michael keaton into the main dc universe as as the main Batman. Yeah. Instead of Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. Um, obviously, those plans fell through when the new... When James Gunn took over. Right. So there was there is an end credit scene filmed somewhere of Jason Momoa talking to Michael Keaton as Batman. Oh, okay. Um, so that didn't happen. Then they reshot the scene with him and Ben Affleck as Batman. But now he's not coming back either, so... I think the end credit scene was his brother eating a hamburger with a cockroach in it. Yes, because because Aquaman Arthur said, "Here, eat this. It, oh, it, it'll be it, it'll, it's good." Yeah, 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 yeah. People look on, on the surface eat it all the time. Yeah, and he did, and then he put it in his burger, and I was like, "Ah, <laughs> he's still doing it. That's disgusting." Yeah. So, yeah, we we just wanted to dip our toes back into the podcasting because mm-hmm. there hasn't been a lot of time to do it. I still like doing it. Yep. But it's February. It's the middle of February, and we're recording for the first time this year. Yeah. Well, so much has been going on. It's been busy, yeah, like all kinds been... of stuff, family stuff. and Oh, yeah. Um, but we, we still love doing it, and uh, uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. and Yes. Uh, I'm going to try to have this up by the end of the day if I can. I mean, thanks for everyone for sticking with us. I, I, I go Thank on the you. I go on the statistics, and people are still listening to old shows. We love you for that. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate. Don't it. you ever change any of you? You're beautiful. We're going to try to record more often, and yes. we've got some cons lined up, and uh, hopefully some interviews. That's pros. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> What? But I mean, thanks for being patient with us. We're still Appreciate around. It. Website's still going around. Please check us out on. We're still kicking. Yep. Please check us out on www.wegotthegeek.com. Right? Yeah, I think it's dot com. Oh Hope my it is. lord! If it's not, try dot ca. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, that, that would be on me. My bad. But yeah. Uh, good luck to both teams today in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I'm, if you follow me on Facebook, I'm going to probably be live Facebooking all day. 
would I would say may the best team win, but Maya, the best team got beat out. Yeah, I'm going to go for the Taylor Swift team. <laughs> so thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. And uh, I don't know, what's something Aquaman would say? You're fishy, fishy, fishy. And with that, have a good day. <laughs> To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out on www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.